Hi, I'm Monique Carriol and I'm building a movement of brave leaders so that together we can tackle some of society's most fundamental needs. So I'm here to encourage you to be yourself, support you to back yourself and really help you through those practical steps to navigate your leadership and career journey to enable you to make it happen. Hi. Uh, at the time of recording this episode, I wasn't sure what to call it, so I'll be interested myself to see what I do title it. But the topic I wanted to cover and what I get asked about a lot is how do I influence without authority? How do I influence upwards? How do I get people on board? And this was a crucial part of how I navigated my career. I made big jumps in my career from starting off as a PA in the NHS over 20 years ago and I worked my way up to a board level executive director you'll know this if you've listened to other episodes but my journey was that I was promoted internally a couple of times in that journey and that was tricky so on one hand it was good because people I was working with knew me they knew what I was capable of I wasn't the new girl on the block I just had the parts of getting used to the role, the challenges of a new role, working in a new team, working at a new level. But people knew me and they knew what I was about. But one of those scenarios was about when I made the step up from middle to senior leader. And the why that was difficult and why I had to learn how to influence at the, you know, the greatest level was because I my position prior to being promoted meant that There were uh, three, no, there were two managers that I was going to manage in my new role. Now, they were the same age as my parents. So straight away, I had a really awkward dynamic for me as a young up-and-coming manager. But what I did and how I managed that and how I, I don't want to use the word manage, actually, because um, it it sounds like it was really processy and it wasn't. The approach I took, I think that's the better way of saying it. The approach I took was um, throughout my career, up until that point, a lot of my career in the NHS had been around service improvement. I was a big change agent, getting people to change, working on large projects, working across different organisations and hospitals. And then I was in a more senior commissioning role. The approach I took was, how did I learn how to influence without authority? One of the things I did was really listen where I'd go and speak to people. So coming into a role, I would go and speak to key people. Whilst I would say I was coming to talk to them about the project or the program or the problem that we had, I would just ask them about what they thought. You know, what do you think? What do you think needs to change? What are your concerns? What are your challenges? What do you want this project or piece of work or me being in this role? What do you want me to do for you? I didn't make any promises. I just listened to what they said. I listened intently. And I used that information to then when it came to bring people together to be able to communicate back out, remembering what it meant for them, being honest about what the project or program or me in the role, being honest about what I didn't think I would be able to sort out, but also talking about what I felt we could do together and what I needed from them. And speaking in that way, they could hear and see Monique listen to what we said. It built trust and it built confidence in me. They trusted me because, okay, she took in what we said and she's trying to take that forward on our behalf or she's been honest about what isn't possible and it built their confidence in that, okay, I feel like let's give her a chance. Let's see what she's about. With those senior managers that I then had to line manage, I took the same approach. 
I listened to them, I asked them what were they looking for from me as their leader? What were they most concerned about? But one thing I did was I introduced a senior, le- a senior managers meeting. So within our team, I pulled the three senior managers together and I met with them, I think it was weekly, where I spoke to them very openly and transparently about what was heading our way, what were the things I were looking at, and I asked their opinions and views on it. And some of those things we made collective decisions on, and some of those things I made a decision on. But they also respected that I took the time to hear their views, to involve them, to collaborate with them. And also, if I needed to inform them about something coming, they felt respected that I spoke to them a little bit before we spoke to the rest of the team. So they had that heads up and they were they felt valued as a senior voice within the team. And it wasn't about hierarchy. It was respecting their position and respecting their level of expertise and respecting their experience. We still involved the team in all other aspects, but having them and them recognizing and seeing that I respected them as a senior leader within the team, that I wasn't here to crush them or to boss them around or tell them what to do, I would make decisions, I would have to have conversations where sometimes I would be instructing. But before I jumped into that, I earned the right to challenge them. So please, if you're going into a role or you're leading people in a new space or you have seniority over people that you may need to work with, so you may not be their line manager, but you've got authority over them. If you just jump in and try and tell people what to do and try and bang the table and use that authority, I can assure you, you will fail. Oh, those people might have the manners and respect to do as you've instructed, but they'll only do just what you've asked them to do. They won't be happy, they'll do it reluctantly and they will not take any initiative. They'll just come back to you for the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. That's not brave leadership in action in my opinion. If you can build trust and confidence, if you can listen to understand, to hear where people are, to hear their views, they usually offer you solutions as well actually, then you will build, start to build trust and confidence and you will earn the right to challenge. I remember working again, in my director role, working with some fantastic deputy directors. But I respected their capability, their responsibility, their size of the portfolio. And I earned their respect before I had to ask them to do things that were challenging, to challenge some of their decisions respectfully, and to ask them to do things that might be extremely difficult. I didn't just jump in with that. So how how do you do that quickly? So me talking about this, Um, and been able to do it sometimes you need to do it quickly you haven't got the time to maybe build and build and build ask the question what do you think go and speak to people where they are if it's virtual ask to come to their team meeting bend yourself a little bit to be flexible to them because you're going to be asking them to do things as a change agent or as a leader you're going to be asking people to do things that may be difficult you will be asking them to deliver your agenda for you By giving them some of your time at the outset, as soon as you can, it really does set a good playing field, if you like, and a position for you to be able to work from. I actually use this approach and I call it mutual respect. So if I describe my values, I describe one of them as mutual respect. And I use that in my parenting as well. So how I speak with my children, I speak with my children. I may be asking my children to do things. I ask them, I don't instruct them. If something hasn't gone well and they need to be reprimanded, we sit down and have a conversation and I'll explain why I'm upset, 
what's upset me, why it's upset me, if an agreement's been broken, what agreement's been broken and why, and then what the consequence of that situation are. And if they don't want that to happen, then they have the opportunity to change their behavior or approach. And that works really, really well with me and my children. If we set a house rule, I abide by the rule as well. And if I don't abide by it, I apologize in the same way that I would expect them to. Just because I'm the parent in charge, it doesn't mean that I abuse the power. So maybe that's what I'm saying (laughs) in a long-winded way. Don't abuse your power. Use your influence. I used the same approaches when I was in my most senior level as a board level executive to when I was first starting out as a PA and in my first kind of project manager and service improvement roles. The other thing which is important, though, is when you do get all the pieces of the jigsaw, if you are a change agent or you're leading a program or project, is the playback. Being able to take that information in, connect the dots and communicate that picture out, that bigger picture out to people. When you do that, they'll want to hear the connection of what it means to them. And if you can connect that, you will be able to influence them without authority. And role modeling this over and over and over again. It's not just about doing it the first time when you have that first conversation and you're new. No, it's not about that. It's about doing it all the time. And I would just say, you know, what lens are you looking through? No, actually, what I would say is whose lens are you looking through? Whatever, whoever you're trying to influence, whether that's upwards, sideways with peers or influence your team, people you manage and look after, Take a look through their lens. What are they seeing? And it's the same thing of ask, as asking them what do they think. You can also try and look through their lens because all too often we're seeing it through our way. You know, whether you're the, the um, group of executives leading, you're seeing it through your lens and what you need to happen. How often do we just turn that on its head a little bit and try and see it from your organization's lens, your staff lens, what they're seeing and how they're feeling. And that's why it's so important to go back to what do you think, yeah? And when you do listen, listen to understand, or as Michael West puts it, listen with fascination, I love that. Um, It's about not to defend, you know, well, I see it this way and no, that's not the time for that. And it's not also to be ready with your response. You're only half listening because you've already crafted the response that you want to say. You know, hold fire on that. Hold fire. You may change your response if you really listen to what's being said. You may not even need to have a response. It may be, thank you for sharing that with me. You're taking that, I can take that away and reflect on it. We don't always have to have an answer. Without leaving the topic of influence, how to influence, I just would say that, you know, it comes to my mind as I'm speaking to you, with you right now. You don't always have to have an answer. It is okay to listen and say, thank you for that information. I appreciate you sharing your points with me. Or to say, you know, I hear what you're saying. Unfortunately, I don't have an answer for you or that's not going to be something we can solve overnight. People may not like it, but they will respect that you are honest. And it comes back to what I said. You will build trust if you are honest. You will build confidence in what you're trying to do if you are open and if you do listen without judgment. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. 
Can you please also share this with friends, family members or colleagues? I'd really appreciate it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Monique Carriol or connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already. I'm Monique Carriol on there too. And also click the links in the show notes to join my mailing list. I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. Take care and see you soon.